Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, Kyrie's back in Brooklyn, at least for now. Will he finish the season, though, as a net? John Wall's headed to Hollywood. Does he make the Clippers title contenders now? We'll toss that around. And it appears no reunion after all for LeBron and Kyrie. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Here we go. Got a great week of we were on yesterday. Forgot. We got a great couple days of shows for you. Today's a good one. But Nick, I was off on that one. My bad. How do you think LeBron's feeling this morning? Doesn't get his old buddy back. Same team as last I don't year. Know. We're running I mean, it back. How do you think he's not feeling? Not great, but better than some. I assume he knows what day it is. So I guess, you know, it's all in the spectrum. Uh, not as great as some people, but better touche, than others. my good man. Is aware touche. of, you know, time Here and space. Here we go. <laughs> That's a, get it all out now. All right, and let's do it. We got to start this morning in Brooklyn. Hey, the same place Kyrie will start next season. Kyrie Irving, after all that melodrama, deciding to opt in to the $36.5 million final deal of his deal with the Nets, meaning he will have until June 30th of next year to work out an extension before becoming a free agent. Kyrie putting out a Kyrie-type statement. It reads like this, normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. What? Nick, I've been waiting all day to ask you what your opinion was. You surprised though, Kyrie decided to return to Brooklyn after all that? Well, I'm shocked at how this whole thing went down, but maybe I shouldn't be because Oh, God, dog it, man. I mean, Brew called it. Brew gave the Nets the blueprint. They followed the blueprint, and they got exactly, at least for the time being, what they wanted. Brew said, draw a hard line, treat them like a stern parent would, and you will be (laughs) rewarded. And I said, oh, you're playing a dangerous game. You're going to lose them both. Kyrie's going to dangle the Knicks' leverage. Kyrie's going to dangle the fact that he's an irrational actor and might take $6 million from the Lakers' leverage. And Brew kept saying they have no leverage, that Kyrie has no leverage, pardon me, and that you could possibly get Kyrie on a very short deal. And I got to tell you something, audience. Each and every day I left the shows and I was like, Brew is out of his mind. Brew keeps saying the same thing and it's dumber (laughs) each time. And then it happens. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm shocked. 
But maybe I shouldn't be. I mean, Brew, what do they say? Broken clock right twice a day. Brew's now gotten two things very right that I've gotten very wrong in the last month, which I don't know (laughs) if that bodes well for the rest of 2022 for him, but he's on a bit of a hot streak. Brew, you called it. I give you credit. They did what you said they should do. And for the time being, it appears to have worked for them. Nick, I'm amazed at how you can make a compliment Feel like an insult, because yeah. I'm not sure what to make of what you just said. I don't know if I should oh, take it as a, as a tribute or take it as, a, as an insult or whatever. But the, the, no, the bottom buddy, line, Nick, was he did, he had no leverage. And Kyrie understood he had no leverage. And so over the past two weeks, he's smart. You might say he's odd, he's quirky, he's zany, but he's smart. And so the last two weeks, what he did was try to create leverage. All right. Put it out there that he would go to the Lakers for six million dollars a year. I mean, and and look, most players couldn't have even put that out there. Right. Most players, you put that out there. Please. That's not even close. But because of Kyrie's antics in the past, we were like, "Uh, you know what? He might do that. He might take a $30 million pay cut because he's mad that the team won't give him more money that he wants. So people were thinking that. And then he puts out this list of teams he'd like to go to. Problem was, most of those teams didn't want him. None of them wanted him except the desperate (laughs) Lakers. And the Nets understood it. The one bit of leverage Kyrie would have had was if his buddy Kevin Durant had gone to the Nets and been like, look, without Kyrie, I'm out. Give him the five years or at least lock him up for as long as I'm here, four years, or trade me. But the Nets knew this, Nick. Even And and there was a report yesterday before Kyrie's opt-in that the Nets were even willing to sacrifice Kevin Durant to get back control of their franchise. Sacri- well, I think what they Which knew, Nick, insane, and I but, think you'll yeah. listen. You'll listen yeah. to me today. They knew they still they had <laughs> leverage with Kevin Durant. These teams keep buckling to the players, and I'm all for player empowerment. But let's keep it real. The founder, if you will, of this iteration of player empowerment, LeBron James, plays out his contracts. He never has situations like this. He plays out his contract. He does it the right way, and when he's a free agent, he goes where he wants to. Or he signs a one-year deal, so I have my options. And so these other players are trying to have player empowerment without doing it the way, the professional way that LeBron does it. So the Nets knew even with Durant, Nick, we still got you locked up for four years. You're 34. Are you really going to sit out a season? Are you really going to do that? Are you really going to risk? Us sending you to Oklahoma City Wilds or Sacramento will send you anywhere. So the net, the only reason these teams buckle Wilds is because they're weak. They have leverage. They just always give in to the players. <laughs> and kudos to the Nets for standing strong and, and taking control of the house again. Being the parent, if you like, will. Shit. <laughs> what, being the parent? That is your most elder statesman take of all of your elder statesman yeah. takes. Can I, in I, our I analogies, not the strong. parent, but in our analogies, yes. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, I'm 
just going to say, Nick, and I know you put this out here, and you told a nice fable about your radio days when you were like, I was in Kansas yeah. City and I felt disrespected, so I, I went to Houston. Yeah. You told us left. you were insulted, yeah. and you're like, I, even if the money is that I'm going to go. And I just let it play out because it was a nice story, your origin story, if you will, on how you became the take superhero that you are today. But the one flaw in it was, and that's why I turned down $30 million. Like, what? That was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. You could be $30 mad at somebody. You could be $3,000 mad. You could even be you you could be thirty thousand dollars mad at somebody. Where like you know what? I don't even I don't want that house is a good deal. I don't even want that house because I don't like my, that the neighbor. You cannot be thirty million dollars mad at someone. It just doesn't exist. So the idea that he was going to go to L.A. and deal with those frisky, pesky California taxes and get his check, which was going to be as mount as like a high end dentist, I just was not buying it at. All one iota. So, yes, the Nets held their ground. Here's, but this wasn't, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, there wasn't a lot on. of leverage on, on <laughs> Kyrie's side. I understand there might not have been leverage. However, Wilds, Kyrie was more than $30 million mad at Nike. And he was $20 million mad at science. So the idea that he couldn't be $30 million mad at the Nets, because, to Brew's point, because it was Kyrie, it was believable. And I fear I might fall off the screen here in just a moment. All the takes are getting what's going on. I'm not done talking yet, director, please. I have something else to say here. You're not going to, what's the thing they do with the Apollo with the big hook? You're not pulling me off the screen. I would like to say something to the group about what happened here and then something about with Brew. The other thing that happened here is the Knicks kind of killed whatever leverage he might have. By making it clear, oh, we are clearing out cap space for a guard, but it's Jalen Brunson, not Kyrie Irving. Because when, Brew, when you and I were going back and forth and you kept saying, where's he going to go? Before the Lakers thing became a real thing that people thought might happen, I kept saying the Knicks. And I kept saying they can clear the cap space. And they showed on draft day that they are in the process of clearing cap space. It's just not for Kyrie Irving. However... Wild, you said that Bruce, it's the most elder statesman take. But you know what? Self-awareness is important. And all of us, and I don't, I'm not revealing any confidences, but Jenna, you and I do have something in common. We off the air occasionally. We love our children, but off the air, we might vent to each other that, oh, man, kids can be a bit of a handful at times. Screen time this, iPad that, not listening to us. You know who I've never heard say a single bad word about his kids? Chris Broussard. Both <laughs> Ivy League graduates, essentially. Just, just, just captains of industry. So maybe when it comes to the, how to run the household, how to be, have the stern hand, maybe we could learn from Chris Broussard. I'm open to it. I, I'm open to anything I because at this point, Bruce said, I'm drawing a line in the sand and I'm not going to flinch. And I said, you're going to end up with everyone's going to leave you, Bru. And now, all of a sudden, his nets are back. We're about to talk about it. His clippers might be back. It's all coming up brew this morning. It's unbelievable. I really am annoyed by it, but it's all coming up Bruce hard. <laughs> but see, here, here's the thing. I, I, I want to say thank you, Nick, but I'm not sure. Because I sensed in that take 
You're trying to get me. Uh-huh. You're goading me. You're pushing me. Go ahead. Take the Clippers in the West and then and the Nets. Oh, you're in the going East. to. Pick the oh, Clippers and the Nets to? in the finals. Bro. You think it's like the Clippers Nets for the Go third ahead. straight year? Oh, that's going right to happen. Now, I Don't am get, not oh, thinking God. that. Right now. I got Write time. it in right stone, now, America. No, <laughs> uh, no that's Basking your glory, Chris Broussard. You said it with bass. You were right Where all along, just basking it for it. a little bit longer. Don't make any picks. Um, all right, we got so many <laughs> angles to cover on this Kyrie Irving story. Is he even going to finish the season in Brooklyn is the next one up. We're back after this. First things first. It's Tuesday. How much does Wilds think? Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Saturday on Fox, baseball night in America. It's a good one. Red Sox taking on the Cubbies. Or you got the Padres taking on Freddie Freeman and the Dodgers. Saturday, 7 Eastern, only on Fox. All right, let's get back to Kyrie who did opt in and who will now return to Brooklyn for the final year of his deal. Big sigh of relief for Nets fans. Big sigh of relief for Kevin Durant. Nick, what do you always say about Brooklyn? Their best year is always next year. Well, next Next year, year. Fox Bet, yep, has the Nets tied for second Mm. in title odds with the Boston Celtics. Only defending champion Warriors ahead of them. All right, Nick, how do you see this season playing out for the Brooklyn Nets? Well, listen, it is outrageous and borderline offensive that they have better odds to win the title than Milwaukee. (laughs) That is just on its face ludicrous, and I hope Giannis is as bothered by it as I am as he sits in his palatial estate in Greece and starts bench-pressing even more when he sees those odds. However, set that aside, because the bookmakers have had the Nets wrong every single year. So I, I'm not that worried about it. They're a very public team. That's fine. Here is, Brew, what I am more interested in. And I, I, you know what I mean? I paid tribute to you in the first segment about getting this right. 
I wonder how long it's going to be right, however. I am far from convinced that Kyrie Irving is finishing the season with the Brooklyn Nets. I know Wendy floated the idea that he might not even start the season with the Brooklyn Nets, and that's uh, he floated that after Kyrie opted in. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. But one thing, you said Kyrie had no leverage, but he did have the leverage of he could have been a free agent, so to speak. Or not so to speak, he could have been a free agent, but now opted in. It's not like he has a no-trade clause. They could send him anywhere. And when you heard Joe Sy reportedly, you know, be on board with maybe even losing Durant if it meant avoiding the drama of last season, I don't know that I can bank on Kyrie Irving being drama-free, vax mandate or not. And so for all those reasons, and because I don't think they're going to be some juggernaut, I am far from convinced that Kyrie Irving is finishing the season with the Nets, even though I do think at this point he will start the season with the Nets. Okay, I want to address everything you said, Nick. First of all, I agree. I think in the East, Milwaukee should be the favorite. However, of course. if you're being honest, I think you you look at it like, okay, if KD's KD, if Kyrie will just come out and play basketball, granted, a big if, and if Ben Simmons, let's just say he's Ben Simmons, right? He doesn't have to take jumpers, but let's say he plays typical Ben Simmons basketball of two or three years ago. The Nets could beat Milwaukee. Now, right now, I would pick Milwaukee, so I'm with you on that. But let's not act like if it comes together for the Nets that they won't be right there near the top of the East. Now, I would have Milwaukee as the favorite in the East and then Boston and then the Nets right there close with Boston and Philly and, and Miami right up there as well. So it's a, obviously they got some good teams at the top of the Eastern Conference. But it, the Nets on paper, because you also have shooting with Seth Curry and Joe Harris. If it comes together, a gigantic if, I know. But on paper, they're as good as anybody in the East. So I I have to say that first. Secondly, addressing the reports about him potentially being traded before the season. Well, if I'm the Nets and I could, they're clearly not tied to Kyrie, nor should they be, right? But I don't think they're like looking to shop him necessarily. But if they could get, say, a Dame Lillard, which they can't, but it, they would do that in a heartbeat. Of okay, course. if they could get a top-flight point guard who's more stable, they would absolutely do it. But they won't be able to, so he'll start the season with them. And then Wilds, I, I do think, Nick, he ends the season with them because he's got to be on – he's got to play well and he's got to be on his best behavior. Even if he's thinking, Wilds, man, I'm out of here. I'm tired of the Nets. They did me wrong. I'm yep. gonna play one season and go out as a free agent next year. He's still gotta be play nice. He's still gotta play well, and he's gotta be on his best behavior for other teams who have interest in him. So I do think you'll get a good version of Kyrie Irving this year. So I agree with that part. But when you look at the top teams in the Eastern Conference. They've all got something that they're starting their season with, right? The Celtics are gonna wanna like limit their turnovers and get a little more scoring. Maybe the Bucks wanna work on, on their rebounding, also keeping Chris Middleton healthy. How do you think Steve Nash starts the first meeting with the Nets 
after listening to this clip right here, if we can show this clip, uh, this is Kyrie uh, two days ago, I think. Take a listen. Kyrie, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask this question. So, you know, I'm going. I'm going. Do you want to be a Brooklyn Nets still? <laughs> pass it, pass it, pass it to my left. Lead the league in the Okay, so here's why I played that, Nick. I think Steve Nash starts the first meeting with the Brooklyn Nets by saying this. Show of hands, who wants to be on the team? And I don't know if everyone puts their hand up. And with that type of chemistry, it leads me to think if I was Steve Nash, I'd pull a Magic Johnson. I would say, you know what? It's probably time for me to go. Other guy, Jason Kidd started wow. with the Nets, and then he ended up coaching Giannis and then Coach Luca. Kenny Atkinson, he left here, and he just got a championship ring. If I'm Steve Nash, I look around and say, you know what? This is not set up for success for me. We have significant communication and leadership issues. It started when Kyrie said anybody can be the coach and undercut me right from the beginning. And it ended with Kyrie thinking that he's a cornerstone of the franchise when in actuality, Sean Marks and Joe Cy were willing to just let him walk. So the fact that there is so much tumult, (laughs) that there is so much uh, a disorganization and a lack of clear messaging, and we can go on, whether it's Harden, whether it's uh, Kyrie, part-time, full-time status, whether it's the idea that Ben Simmons might play game four. No, scratch that. He actually is going to the hospital. He needs back surgery. There is no organization <laughs> and no clear messaging and clear goal setting. So if I was Steve Nash, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to go the Jason Kidd route. I'm, I'm going to take off. I'm going to try to coach another superstar, then maybe another superstar, get my coaching career on track, because right now this season is doomed. Doomed. It's a no-win. Well, listen, I I think it could be – the problem for Nash is Nash isn't going to be in line for another head coaching job anytime soon. Also, how he's going to start his first meeting with the Nets when they all get together is probably – guys, is it it my turn to talk yet? Uh, Kai? Can I, can I, can I go, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take a look. But so here's, here's the thing. And this is always real quick. This has always been my frustration with some of the Nets commentary because of the tumult and the drama and the vaccine and the sabbaticals folks have, in my opinion, always missed this point. This is not a well built roster. Do you know? How many forwards, guys who are listed at forward, small forward or power forward, they have on the roster not named Kevin Durant? Zero. Seems like a problem. KD tweeted during the draft, (laughs) it's a wings league. He's the only wing they have. You literally got to play at least two at at all times. They have a bunch of guards and they have centers. And so because now you can say is Ben Simmons going to play wing, so be it if you want to say that. But Joe Harris is a guard. Patty Mills is a guard. A Claxton is, is a center. Kai is a guard. The, and so, to me, it's a poorly built roster. Brew, you, you are saying they're neck, they're behind Milwaukee and neck and neck with everyone else. They were 16 wins shy of a title last year. Adding, and they're bringing the same team back plus Ben Simmons. I do not think Ben Simmons is worth 16 playoff wins. I call me crazy. I just don't think he is, and I think they might know that, which is another reason they might try to shop Kyrie for some <laughs> versatile wings 
rather than another guard, which they have plenty of. All right, look, they got Bruce Brown, who's kind of a swing man. Joe Harris can be a forward, small forward, not just a guard. I mean, so that's, a little, again, a little bit fast and loose with the truth, Nick, as well as the 16 wins away. And you mock me. And again, I'm not what picking the Nets to win the East. So All right, let's not go there. But you mock me don't for say saying it. it was a close sweep. The four games, oh, they yeah, lost all four games in that sweep by a total just, just of 18 points. No game was double figures. No game was a loss by double figures. Okay. I'm just saying they it were was round one, than buddy. That. Now, Wilds, you're right. They have no leadership on their roster, and that's no. the problem. Good Chemistry, point, leadership, y'all, y'all never roster, too many me. questions. Hey, Clippers Nation. Everybody Even knew when John I'm Wall. right, you never John believe Wall. me. <laughs> well, there's a musical reference that just got eaten up. Are the Clippers title contenders with Wall? That's next. Moving on, looks like John Wall's got himself a new home. Hollywood baby, dreams are made. What's your dream? Woj reporting he reached a buyout with the Rockets yesterday. Plans to sign with the now stacked L.A. Clippers, Broussard. Your Clippers. Uh, Brew, are the Clips the right landing spot, though, for John Wall? Well, it's certainly a good landing spot. It was the Lakers, the Heat, and the Clippers who were reportedly interested in him. And my question about the Clippers, though, obviously they're, they're better than the Lakers right now for sure. They're a contender next year. But I think John Wall would have been better off going to the Lakers. Because I don't know that he starts with the Clippers. Like, I assume they'll still start Reggie Jackson. Now, maybe they'll bring Jackson off the bench because he's done that before. But my guess is that Jackson, who was their starter last year, averaged 17 points, five assists, will be the starter this year. And we we all know about Jackson's heroics in the playoffs a couple years ago, remember. And so I think he'll be the starter I think John Wall will come off the bench, at least initially. And if it's going well, I guess it'll continue. So I think had he gone to the Lakers, Nick, he and if if I'm the Lakers, I don't want John Wall and Russell Westbrook. So I'm assuming the Lakers would have bought out Westbrook and kept John Wall. If they do that, I think Wall's their starting point guard. I think they put the ball in his hands and let him run the show with LeBron and AD and If that team were healthy and would win at a high level, not that they win the West necessarily, but if they won at a high level, John Wall would get a lion's share of the credit. So he would not the lion's share, but he'd get a lot of credit. So he would be viewed as a key reason of why it kind of came together better for the Lakers than last year. And that would up his value for his future. Whereas with the Clippers, if he's coming off the bench, Nick, and they play well. I mean, I don't think he's going to be viewed as like yeah. a key reason why yeah. they're having success because obviously Kawhi and Paul George will get that. Sure, but I mean, he would be viewed as a key contributor, which is something he hasn't really been for anybody in a few years. But, bro, uh, listen, man, you, you always say you're head over heart, that you're facts mm-hmm. over feelings, and Brew's the only person in the country who uses that phrase facts over feelings that I don't viscerally hate because it's usually used by the worst (laughs) actors in America. But Brew, I actually like quite a bit. But Brew, this is a little too much head over heart, 
a little too much facts over feelings. Buddy, this is your squad. Your beloved Clippers, who've just added a player that you you once upon a time had great (laughs) affection for. Embrace it. Lean into it. Who cares that John Wall hasn't played more than 41 (laughs) games in a year since 2017? Who cares that in the last three, in the last five seasons, his games played are 41, 32, 0, 40, 0. Buddy, your team's got a starting point guard. I don't know why you're so tempered with your enthusiasm for the Clippers. What they have needed for, I think he should, by the way, I think he should be their starting point guard. I think Reggie Jackson, because of what really? he can do shooting-wise, is a better fit. You think he will? I think he should be. I'm not sure how Ty Lue's going to do it. Okay. The reason I like the fit for the Clippers is because with Kawhi and Paul George as the centerpieces of their starting lineup and the way they built that roster, they have enough shooting that they can deal with having a non-shooter such as Wall out there way better than the Lakers can deal with having another non-shooter in their mismanaged roster. But I really trust Ty Lue, and I think anything they get out of Wall is something of a bonus. So, Wilds, like, I want to be clear here. I, I was very high on the Clippers when I did my pyramid, or when I did my tiers. I had the Clippers and the Mavs right behind Milwaukee as the best teams in basketball. I, I don't think John Wall's going to hurt them. I don't know, if we're being honest, how much he has left. He has played 40 games in the last three years, and those 40 games was the least efficient, worst shooting year of his career. So it's possible the injuries were too much for him, and he's just in a totally different phase of his career. It's also possible, however, that he kind of has a little bit of an Al Horford-type year where it's like, hey, that year off was great wow. for me, the year of not playing. Yeah. And there is the chance for that. And so I want to be open to that possibility. I don't think this is a huge needle mover for the Clippers because I thought they were poised to be very good regardless of this. But I'm just really disappointed, Wilds, that Brew is, you know, that he just unbutton the shirt and show the Clippers pajamas, my friend. Like, that's what... We're here for that, but I, he's trying to be Mr. Professional this morning. I don't know why. <laughs> well, he's got, he's got his Nets pajamas on today. Clippers, you can't, there's not a there, combo It's like yet. one of those split things. Special. Like the Currys oh, used to cool. do with their two sons. Uh, like, it's one of those split shirts. Oh, I like that. But go ahead, sorry. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, I want to push back on one thing. Not really a pushback. I, I like your Al Horford thesis. Are we sure that John Wall just can't shoot? Because I was looking for parallels, like, all right, who's John Wall going to be? I think the 20 and 10 guy that we saw sort of peak Wizards is obviously gone. I don't think he's going to be this lightning bolt, just like how Derrick Rose isn't super bouncy anymore. But Derrick Rose quietly turned himself into an efficient scorer, and he shoots more threes, he shoots better threes, he shoots better from two, he shoots better from the free throw line. So I could see John Wall doing a similar thing. So, Nick, are you totally writing off John Wall be able to work on a shot considering he's had two years to do so? Well, I, it, what I know is that his most recent year was going in the wrong direction. Now, maybe that is all he was working on. Maybe this past year when he was out with Houston Brew, when they weren't playing him, and he was like, you know what, I'm no longer the fastest guy in the league. I've got to adjust my game elsewhere. Yep. We've seen other guys do it. Most famously, Jason Kidd right. went from terrible shooter to that's kind of what he did best at his later, later stage. So I don't want to act like he can't do it, but I just... I think John Wall, it is hard to assign him any high value until we see him play 
when it's been so long since we've seen him play at a high level. Now, in his defense, he wasn't out last year because of injury. Last year was out because Houston just didn't want to play him. So maybe he will be better. I like the gamble for the Clippers. I just don't think it's a big needle. Focus, talk some football. Haven't done that in a while. Jimmy G is getting some heat from some of his former Patriot teammates about something that happened back in 2016. First came tight end Martellus Bennett. Then came Julian Edelman. Take a listen. Here's the quote from Bennett. Bro, we lost two games. One of them was because Jimmy Coppola was being a bitch. Hmm. He decided not to play right before the game. Jacoby Brissett came out and played with a fucked up thumb and played his heart out. But Jimmy was being a bitch about it all. Bennett said. You know, I sacrificed my body all damn long, all day long. I was taking shots for this, numbing up that, ribs, broken ribs, shoulders, you know, grade three, hanging on by limbs just to play, you know? And, you know, I, I can understand why Marty thinks like that. Julian mm. Edelman on the I Am Athlete podcast mm. with our guy Brandon mm. Marshall. Wilds, what was your reaction to Edelman's comments? Oh, I got put in a little bit of a vice. On one side, Hall of yes. Famer Julian Edelman. On the other side, all he does is win and former Patriot great Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Brassard, that's why I wanted to bring you in. I'm a little bit torn. But I will start with this. Advice to new media. E. Somewhere between blindly supporting fellow athletes at all time and vicious name-calling lives the happy medium of old media. Why don't we hang out there a little bit, okay? So, Julian Helmet, you don't need to be like, yeah, I agree why he called him names. Um, I thought it was a little bit of an unfair shot. And while I appreciate Julian Edelman being honest, Broussard, I was surprised when I heard the clip that he didn't go for a more diplomatic response, that he didn't go for, you know what, that water under the bridge. You know what, Brandon, it it might not be great content for you, but that was a long time ago. I'm glad Jimmy G stepped up for Tom and played the best that he could, and he went on to have success for the 49ers. So I was shocked. That kind of like, yeah, Martellus is right. Thank you. Some name calling. It was, uh, we you know, wouldn't even have made I, our I agree with that. I was surprised no, the Wilds, Hall of Famer Wilds. said that, Broussard. Look, I know you love Julian Edelman and you don't want to throw him under the bus, but let's keep it real. The reason you're upset with what he did, and Nick, you're in this boat too. You guys think Garoppolo did the I right say thing. Anything. My, my shoulder, it's a little, you know what? It's just a little sore. I don't think I can play. I know it's not my throwing shoulder, but I'm not right. It's a little sore. I shouldn't play. Didn't we battle all football season about Baker Mayfield? And I said, you know what? Baker Mayfield's a football player. Get out there on the field and play. And that is what Julian Edelman and all the other guys, Brandon and Pac-Man, all the other guys around him were thinking the same thing. This is football. If you can play, you get out there, you lace them up, you suck it up, and you play. And that's not how you two think. You two think, you know what, I'm not 100%. I'm 90. I'm 95. But I'm not 100. I shouldn't play. And they showed you the mentality of a football player, and that's what I like. (laughs) 
Even though it's my guy, oh, Jimmy okay. G, but truth is truth. Well, no, 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 no. Because you did it. You, you, you did it. And I was wondering if we are now going, are, are, what is it going to take for you two to give Jimmy Garoppolo the treatment you've been giving Baker Mayfield? Because you've said, oh, Baker's own teammate, you know, Baker has ex-teammates' fathers posting YouTube videos. Okay, well, now you have an ex-teammate, not a relative, the actual ex-teammate, one of them calling him the B-word, the other one being like, yeah, I co-signed that. And it's like, oh, but Jimmy has so much value. He does? I haven't seen anybody trade for him. All I've heard about Jimmy Garoppolo on this show is the single worst graphic in sports television. Keeps getting thrown at me. So I'm just curious, what what will it Do take, bro, for Justin? you... To, to put Jimmy G <laughs> it, it, it through the same blender you put Baker Mayfield through all year. Because both are the two quarterbacks sitting out there, no one's trading for him. Baker played through injury, which you support. Jimmy evidently wouldn't, which you object to. So I'm just curious. Little switcheroo? Could you come over to my side as a Baker guy? Okay. No. See, this is your custom, Nick. I make one what? take, or I, I I like a guy for a little while, and now all of a sudden I'm a lifelong fan. The Clippers are my team. The Nets are my team. They Jimmy are. Garoppolo's they my are. guy. No, you they've made never the been. All right, Garoppolo well, wins. The There's no doubt. Dusty, get that graphic. Garoppolo I, I wins. No, injuries are the problem. I love this so injuries are the problem. Much. What is this? Where's my graphic? Uh, all right, we got to get back to Kyrie and the Nets. We'll fish up that graphic. We got a whole bunch of good stuff on the other side. First things first. <laughs> got some stories to start your morning now, brought to you by Subway. Eat fresh, read fresh. Kyrie Irving's headed back to Brooklyn next season. After all that talk of walking away, turns out Kyrie didn't have as much leverage as we thought, or as he thought. Deciding yesterday to opt into the $36.5 million final year of his deal with the Nets. So, Nick, how do you see this season playing out for Brooklyn? Well, listen, if they are fully whole and if Kyrie plays the whole season and if Ben Simmons gets on the court and if Kevin Durant continues to play at a Kevin Durant level, they're still not good enough. They, they, the only forward oh, they have on their roster right now is KD. They have a, a coach who is in over his head. I, I've never liked the way this team has been built ever since they traded all their depth and young athleticism for James Harden. It has been a fool's errand ever since. So eat, their best case scenario is a conference finals appearance. If the bracket falls right, that's their best case scenario. But I don't think we're going to have to worry about any of that. And I understand, Brew, that today's a day of celebration for you because you got the Kyrie thing right and your Clippers added John Wall and you're, you've got images of a Nets Clippers finals dancing in your head. So, you know what I mean? The third time I pick that finals is going to be the right one. So I get it. I understand. Today's a big day and I hate to pour water on it. But I don't think Kyrie's <laughs> going to finish the year with the Nets. I, I, I know our pal Wendy who is as good as anyone in the business, thinks there's a chance he doesn't start the year with the Nets. That Kyrie opted in and is still going to potentially be like, "Eh, I don't want to be here. That, to me, is a bridge too far. But we saw that Joe Sy and Sean Marks, or Sean Marks with the authorization from Joe Sy, were so off-put, if you will, 
by the drama and tumult of last year that they were willing to potentially not only lose Kyrie, but lose Kevin Durant if they had to in order to wrest control of their franchise back. So how? So in order for them to keep Kyrie all year, I think it's going to take Kyrie to have his first year in a half decade with that's drama-free. I don't expect that to happen. I think Kyrie's sour on how they handled his negotiation. I think the team has already soured on him. Right now, it's a marriage of necessity because a divorce, neither party can afford the divorce. I, I don't think those last. That's right. So I don't expect Kyrie Irving to finish the year with the Nets, even though I do think he'll start the year with the Nets. Okay, there's a lot to address there. All right, first of all, yeah. you start out by saying if, because I agree, might be the only thing I agree with you on, is that there are a ton of ifs with the Nets. Absolutely, right? If Kyrie yeah. plays well and plays nice, and if Ben mm-hmm. Simmons is mentally healthy as well as physically healthy, mm-hmm. all that, right? Yeah. If everything goes well for the Nets off the court, Still there's can't no beat Milwaukee. issues, there are no sabbaticals, there's no mental issues with Ben Simmons. They most definitely have enough. Now, I'm not predicting them to win oh, the East. Oh, there we go. My pick right oh, now, prediction right now, is Milwaukee. Oh, but you'll get there. But you're going to sit, Nick, first of all, uh-huh. and you mock me. I don't know how you're still mocking uh-huh. me after I've been just bam, 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 bam. Over the last three, two months, I've been right like that. All right, you're still mocking me though. All right, but yeah, they, they Boston that first round sweep, they lost all four games sweep. by a total of 18 points. Right, the first if they don't lose that first game wins. on that Jason Tatum buzzer beater, who knows what oh, happens no. in that series? All right, and they lose. So in there's five. that. Secondly, That's what let's go back a year. Let's go back a year. Without James Harden, they almost beat they the Harden. Milwaukee Bucks when they were oh, healthy they, and won the championship oh, that year. You know that. Oh, we're back. They were a Wilds, Kevin Durant, Wilds. big toe away oh, from beating Milwaukee. Oh, big toe. So Wilds, don't tell we me back. that they can't. If I, everything I, I comes together, if Ben Simmons is, is Ben Simmons, they, they don't have I enough to beat Sarah. Miami, which has no. a talent deficit. Philadelphia, no. can't which Milwaukee. has issues of its own they can't beat with James Harden. All right, I Boston, which, you know, Milwaukee. this was a great run, but they're no juggernaut. And Milwaukee, uh, which Chris Middleton no, coming off his worst season in the last few years. So just 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 oh. watch it. Secondly, Wilds, and I'll be quick season. so you can get to this. Kyrie Irving's going, Kyrie Irving may be odd. He may be zany. You, some may say he's out there. But he, one thing he isn't is stupid. And that's why he just proved it by foregoing this ridiculous notion of taking $30 million less to go to the Lakers and doing the smart thing and playing for the Nets. And he will do the smart thing while this year and ball out. And be a good soldier because that's the only way he can either go to another team in the next summer in free agency or re-up with the Nets where he loves to play because he's at home in New Jersey. Okay. 
there's a lot to unpack there, as, as you would say. Here's what I believe. If you build a franchise on a foundation of, I don't want to be here, I don't think that is a smart strategy. We've seen champions and excellent teams have one thing in common, no matter how you play. You have a great offense, you have a great defense, you're not turning the ball over, do you rebound, do you play at a fast pace, do you play at a slow pace? In general, there is a certain camaraderie and focus in the team. We saw all the Warriors really ride for each other. We see all the Celtics really ride for each other. Heat culture, Giannis and Chris Middleton in the Bucks. everyone really rides for each other. And in Brooklyn, we've got leadership, management, basically telling their second best player, Nick, you know what? Take it or leave it. We, we don't care. You want to be traded? Sure, we'll give you permission. Go find a, go find a sign and trade. And we'll, we'll do it immediately. We don't care. We want to move on. And if we, oh, your buddy wants to leave too? Okay, that's fine too. That is not a foundation for a quality team where you're going up against the Warriors, where Draymond is going on a podcast every day, ripping media critics who are making fun of his teammate from six years ago. It's like, I, I, they are, Warriors are locked in, and that is the way a team needs to be built. Not when guys don't even like each other. There's one other element, because I hear Bruce saying, Kyrie's a lot of things, but we have to give him credit for being smart. Unless the reporting was totally wrong, Kyrie had a better contract offer at his desk from Brooklyn. More money slightly this year, more guaranteed money, and it just wasn't as good of a long-term deal because it had the prerequisites of you've got to play games. And the, 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 you know, the brilliant business acumen there turned that down to have what he always had waiting for. So I don't know that Kyrie played this brilliantly. Now, he didn't do something totally irrational and light $30 million on fire like he lit $20 million on fire because of a feud with Dr. Fauci. But it still, it, it didn't take a, a masters from pin business to figure out to pick up the option. I just, the Nets are ambivalent on him. He seems ambivalent on them. I don't know that that's going to last the next nine months. I just don't. We'll see. But I know Bruce is going to have Nets flippers. I know that. You don't want it to last. Nets flippers. You already saw it. You don't want it to last. You already saw it.